Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arriving Somewhere with Matt J podcast, commentary, comedy and conversation. And this episode is actually just that, it's a conversation. I am lucky enough to be joined by Lauren, aka that Insta chick. Some of you know her from Instagram and if you're not following her on Instagram, go follow her on Instagram at that Insta chick. Now Lauren and I discuss, we discuss a lot in this episode mainly the idolization of the online personalities, the cult of personalities around characters such as Andrew Tate and the Liver King, etc. We discuss sugar daddies, feminism, toxic masculinity, the dumbing down of society, and even how Lauren, once upon a time, almost started a hippie commune. So we we discuss a, a vast array of subjects, and I had a lot of fun talking to that insta-chick, although we did have a couple of moments during the recording where it froze. So so you'll notice those partway through the episode and towards the end of the episode, it actually froze right at the end. But we did end up having a great one-hour conversation, so we'll jump into that in just one second. Just a quick reminder to, you know, if you enjoy this podcast, like it, share it away with all your friends and your family, comment, uh, but most importantly, subscribe. And if you can leave a review as well on whatever app that you use, that's fantastic as well. So let's get into the show. You know, I really need to sort out the music for this show, get some music going and some little stings and outros and intros and that kind of thing to really polish up the production. But since I don't have that currently, let's just leap in enthusiastically to this conversation with myself and that Instachick. Enjoy. Okay, yep. well, Lauren, Good day. Good day. <laughs> that Instachick. <laughs> this is all being recorded already. Um, how are you? I'm excellent. I was having a bit of a meh day, but then I got some lovely messages, and it's just made me feel fantastic. So I'm feeling and, really good. Thank you for asking. Now, how are you feeling? And now, you? now you're on the number 23 podcast in Canadian news commentary. So. Well, look, you know, I I don't feel worthy. <laughs> I'm honoured. I'm honoured. Yes. Number 23, that's a great number. You're lucky it's not 33 or people would come after you um, because you True. would be clearly a uh, Masonic um, cult member. Yeah. Putting out the symbols. Member. Yeah, that yeah. would be <laughs> that would be a you dead sh- giveaway. You're actually making me wonder what my episode, episode 33 was about now because people well, would actually have- read into this. <laughs> You've got to go back and like drop in little hints. It's like little Easter yeah, eggs for everyone. Just for the giggles. Everyone and everything is a part of the agenda. Just oh yeah, yeah. just so you know. Absolutely. Which actually leads me to your name. So that is the chick Instagram. Mm-hmm. Should, like it should really be the nuanced chick, but it just doesn't have that ring to it. It's not catchy. <laughs> it doesn't. Do you know? I like. It's not a brand. It's not a business or anything. I I had no. my own account under my own name, which I was sharing all the same content, and yeah. I kind of blew up really quickly in 2020 and. Um, very quickly, Instagram just shut me down and made only one person able to view my stories. That one oh, lucky person. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, so. you know who that one lucky person was? Was probably a fact checker. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think it was. I think it was one one friend that I had from a really long time ago. Um, but, the, yeah, they shut it down. So I was like, well, I've got nothing to lose. So I, at the same time, I'd had a lot of, let's say, unsettling messages from people I didn't know. And it was my personal account. It had my real name, all my information, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, back from when I first got Instagram. Uh, So when I restarted, I was a little bit more cautious about uh, sharing personal information online if it was going to blow up again. And yeah, came up with, uh, I was looking at like, what's her face? And um, people like that. And I was like, I like that. That's kind of cool because nobody remembers people's real names. You just talk about that person on there, that that chick on Instagram. And uh, that Insta chick just stuck. But I didn't have an agenda of what I was going to talk about. It's just just my life. (laughs) Well, that's how I remembered you when I first found your page. That's that Insta chick. Easy. Yeah. Easy to remember. I remember remember finding What's Her Face on some random video and commenting, "Uh, what's this woman's name? And they just said, what's her face? And it was literally the name you're going to type in when you ask the question. It's Fantastic. Brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think we all got shut down during, um, well, the, the, what am I going to call it? The pandemic. I don't really want to say the name of the, the Voldemort virus is what I call it. But, <laughs> but 
I think we all got shut down during it. I have one story, same as you, one person viewing it. Never seen this man in my life. So I clicked on his profile. This man looked like he would, he worked for Facebook. He looked like how you'd think of a fact checker. <laughs> yeah, that's you. And this is after I'd mocked Bill Gates in a video. So I thought, okay, this is very strange. And now we've found out that Cindy has access to the Facebook censorship tools. So yay. Thanks, Cindy. She, she doesn't yeah. like parody. But um, we're going we're gonna to talk about somebody controversial and probably annoy a few people. That's all right. Um, Andrew Tate, because I did watch that video you sent me, and mm. I have to admit I knew almost nothing about Andrew Tate. I don't really, I don't want to discuss the whatever the the hell the cases against the murder thing. Yeah, you know whatever that is. Uh, but that video you sent me, very interesting. Because oh, to me, he was just he's just this guy that came out of nowhere. I was like, okay, he's saying some things. Yeah, that yeah. That makes sense. And then you'd see something yeah. and you go, ooh, I don't think so. But I, d- I actually legitimately never even questioned who this guy was. I just saw his face. Every few videos would be like, okay, I don't know. And then you came out and said he's a cult leader. And, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. And after watching that, if Lauren kind of says board. it, it must be true. Absolutely. Anything Lauren says, she's all about nuance except for her opinions. Except for I'm it. actually the cult leader. It's, yeah. it's all a trick, you see. It's sort of, you're, doing the, you're doing the hustle on top of the hustle. It's like the, uh, what's that movie? This is the real Hustles University right here. <laughs> the, the dream within the dream? Oh, the, that is. Um, Inception. Inception. You're Inceptioning all of the, us. I did the PR for that film, actually. I used to work did for you? Water Brothers. In Australia. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so the hustle within the hustle. Um, yep. Why is he a cult but leader? I think, that's, I think that's how working in the industry and, mm. and specifically in PR and promotions, uh, my job was to get people to see and um, as much information about my products being the films and TV shows that I was representing um, for free. So I wanted... I didn't have a budget. I had uh, merchandise that I could exchange. So, for example, if you went to a magazine, and this is this is like 12, 15 years ago, so magazines were a lot bigger. The uh, social media hadn't really blown up yet. But, you know, if I went to a magazine and I said, you know, I want you to talk about Inception, for example, for a full page of that magazine, but I don't want it to look like an ad. I want it to look like you've loved it so much that you can't help but talk about it. I'm going to give you this. I'll give you that. How much is it is it worth if I was to get out an ad? I'll give you that much worth of merchandise stock of whatever you want, and then you can give it away to your readers, but they don't have to know that the two things are connected, right? Mm. So it was all about this backhanded kind of manipulation. Um, there were interviews that were, that were pre-done with pre-questions that, you know, a very, very censored, very rigid, very structured that were then given out and made to look like, you know, someone in Australia had done that interview when it was it was done months ago by basically a PR person in Warner Brothers Studios. <laughs> uh, but the these people slap their names on it and go, yeah, here's this interview we had with this huge superstar. We ask all the tough questions. You don't ask any of those questions. It was a script <laughs> that was given to you and we had a little exchange for it. So I think that kind of... Um, exposure that I had to that level of um, high level media manipulation really kickstarted my interest in like, oh, okay, there's like stuff going on behind the scenes um, that is not really oh, like no one's really aware of and everyone's being manipulated and no one seems to like, I thought everybody knew that everything was in a manipulation and when I started talking about my job and what I do, people were like, what you do that? Yeah. What do you mean? I'm like, yeah. And how do you not know about this? Like, so yeah, I think it, I think it helps to, when you understand actually how the world works to kind of see the Andrew Tates of the world. Um, and you see these people come in and, you know, I've been around for a long time, especially in the health and wellness arena and in that arena where they're talking about masculine and feminine stuff. But, you know, it was back in the day where, it really went from like Tupperware parties where to like essential oil parties. And wow. <laughs> um, I, I legitimately went to an essential oil party 
and it was like the very one of, when doTERRA first came out and they split from Young Living and it was like this company against this company and you had to pick one. And it was it was the same thing. It was pyramid selling. It was like you buy this product and then you get a kickback if you sell it onto all of your friends. So you get them around to your living room yeah. and then you tell them how great these oils are and you don't know any of the information. You've just been given it. This is like doctors and any kind of medicine, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, they yeah. don't know. They already know what they're told, only know what the pamphlet is given them, and then they give it on and they get a kickback. It's the same in every industry, and it's a tactic that is worked for time in memoriam. This is, um, mm. you know, right now we have affiliate marketing. Everybody is an affiliate. Oh, I'll give you my code, use my code, that Insta check, you'll get 10% off. But really, they're also getting 10% of that commission. It's yeah, exactly. We have to cut you off there just to go to an air break. Uh, Lauren, continue, continue. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But it's, it's, <laughs> Straight to it's my affiliate. <laughs> but it's one in the same, you know, and um, when someone like Andrew Tay comes along and you, and you see how quickly he blew up, like that mm. guy was nowhere and then that guy was everywhere. And yeah. Uh, someone posted the other day a really great meme. It was like, how has Andrew Tate convinced us he's Morpheus when he literally looks like Link? Remember the guy who, like, betrayed everyone? Yeah, <laughs> He actually true. looks exactly wow. like him, like, bald head and the beard. And I, I didn't even like, realize yeah, he was doing actually, the Matrix thing. In the Matrix, yeah. He had no, I didn't, I didn't realize he was doing that until you yeah, showed me refers, that video. He refers to himself yeah. as Morpheus. Morpheus. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> That's Talk also a red ego. flag, but, you know, that guy, and everyone just knew him as that bald guy with sunglasses. That guy's wearing sunglasses in an interview. He had a look. You have to have something, an identifier. Yeah. Um, that's going to set, set you apart from everyone else. And um, he had that. He stuck to it. And he said controversial things that made him go viral and blow up very quickly. And I was like, there's something going on with this dude. Where did he come from? How does he have so much money? How does someone make so much money who was literally saying he was homeless and like broke and starving and now all of a sudden is rolling in it? Um, There's so many red flags that I just thought, "Mm, I'll just wait and see with this one. So it's been an interesting journey with him. That makes the sunglasses more, because the first time I saw him was sunglasses and every time I saw him sunglasses, sunglasses, sunglasses. Why is he wearing sunglasses? To me, that was the red flag. I was like, Wearing sunglasses at an interview and you can't see someone's eyes is already, you know, what are you? But it's the yeah, the identifier. And then you've just given me an idea if I ever if I ever do any big interviews or anything, I'm going to shave my eyebrows. It's the no eyebrow guy. That's who it <laughs> you is. You do that. But you, <laughs> yeah. I think you and I had a conversation about it when you couldn't get a haircut, and I was like, now you're the guy who can't get a haircut in New Zealand. You True. get your haircut. You just got as now? long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, now I'm unrecognizable. Well, yeah. But the thing about yeah, because I've like I watched this an hour ago when you sent it to me. So it's the, like Hustle University. I mean, Hustle, Hustlers University. Hustlers University. I, I yeah. don't even know just the name alone. I mean, we kind of social media wasn't really a big thing in high school at all. I think, it, I mean, we barely had, had cell phones, but you know, it was the the dumb phones, but the. When the internet started to become a thing, you saw all those guys standing by the, you know, by Ferraris and standing by their cars and selling. And you're just like, this, this isn't real. This can't be real. So Tate's just done that, but somehow managed to re-spin it, repackage it, according to this yeah. one video and your information that I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, it's not just according to this one video. It's it's more about. It's less about him because he's not reinventing the wheel here, and I think that's what. I'm trying to point out like he is doing what every great cult leader, every great marketer has done always. It's just that he has come um, at a really opportune time um, where everybody has responded so strongly to him. Things have gone viral. He said really controversial things. He knew exactly which market to hit and why and what he Mm. needed to say in order to capture their attention, in order to gain their trust, in order to hook them in and then get what he needed from them. And my point is always that, look, two things may be true at once because so many people really 
defend Andrew Tate, especially people who are, uh, let's say, your and my way inclined when it comes to um, informed consent and medical freedom. Um, and he really, he really became like a voice for that because people want someone with a lot of power, a lot of influence and a lot of money to say what they're thinking and to represent them because they feel like they don't have the power. They don't have the voice. They don't have the money, the time, whatever to take on and really get their voices heard. So when someone comes along who has those things and says what they want to say, people will latch onto that really strongly and almost like a a mother or a father figure, like you're going to save us. And they did it to Trump. You know, Mm. they do it to every new person that comes into the scene. Like I'm sure in New Zealand you have your own leaders, quote unquote leaders of the freedom parties or whatever, you know, but who have, you know, scandalous passes and um, pass and, you know, nefarious outcomes and people grifters making money off people we had the same in australia we had so many people come into this movement and just it just it it gets destroyed from within and this is just like Mm. a macrocosm of the macrocosm yeah yeah it's more about how people responded to him um rather than what one video says about him it's how people responded really showed exactly what his path was and exposed him for what he really is and that's just a yeah. genius, really. <laughs> no. It also shows it's pointing to what people are in desperate need of, especially young men. But it's it's, it's played on in the wrong kind of way. See, well, what I found anything. really interesting. Well, true, but I found it really interesting because people started to compare him to Jordan Peterson, and I'm like, hang on, Jordan Peterson's a university professor, a psychologist. He blew up because he made a political stand. He didn't come out of nowhere. He was it was unexpected. I don't know who this guy is, and now you're saying the videos of Peterson and Tate on the side of the YouTube recommendations, you know, it's like leading to people to become radical and just, it's such a, I don't know. It's, it's, he, he does, it is like Trump though, but the marketing, I have to respect the marketing to, to do that, yeah. but it's exposed a lot. Yeah. I think it, it really could have been anything, you know, you could, you could do what he's done in any market. But if you're someone like Andrew Tate, you're like looking at himself and looking at what he has to offer, then you want to look at your audience. Okay, I want to get the most engagement with the most amount of money in the quickest way possible. Who are the people that have disposable income who are constantly on their phones, on their computers, who are likely to feel disenfranchised, looking for a leader, looking for someone who... um, I could give a message to and that they would respond to who would idolize someone like me. Let's look at young um, single men who are perhaps, uh, I don't want to insult anyone, but you know, perhaps not at the peak of their manhood yet and are are really searching for, they they want help and they want to be better than they are, but they just don't know how to get there. Um, Mm. Very easy to hook in those people. And those are the, like he could have gone for any market, but, not every market has disposable income. These people actually have disposable income. These people have the money to support his message and to support him. So you start broad, start with a really wide message. You look at, okay, what's their, what are they looking at? What are their interests? What are they really backing right now? Oh, geez, a bunch of them are backing the freedom movement. And maybe he genuinely is against all the things that we're against, Perhaps that's true, but also it could just be a ploy. You, nobody actually knows, and nobody knows about anyone. That could, that could be true for you and me, you know. Um, but you, if you are a good marketer, if you are someone who is doing your due diligence, which I would say if he had money behind him beforehand, he would have a team of people looking at things like that, a team of people that think like I had to think and look at every aspect and go, okay, well, how do we get there? What do we need? What's our goals? What's our outcomes? And what and what are the, the steps we need to take to get to do that? And then it's just mm. execution after that. So he didn't have a team before. It's after the fact that all this. Well, how did he make his money to begin with? Nobody yeah. knows. Yeah, that's true. But there's also what's the other guy's name? He's always photographed with a bunch of women. He's always on holiday, jet skiing. Can't remember his name. Dan. 
Dan something. Anyway, same sort of thing. And no one knows how they make their money. They just come yeah. come out of nowhere. And then well, what I found really quite interesting was the fear that is used in that hustler, whatever it is. Just on this, I'm only talking about the video you sent me, by the way. So the mm. the fear that they use from people not paying. So like, oh, I'm not paying anymore. I'm kind of out. And they put them in, uh, I don't know, discord jail. In jail. Quotes. And you go, well, that's psychological manipulation you're, you're throwing people i don't want to be humiliated in front of the rest of the people have gotten to know well yeah but you're also it's being humiliated in front of those like, people yeah they're like if you can't afford this then you're lying or if you right. can somehow <laughs> prove that you're not lying then it's your fault that is mm. pure narcissistic gaslighting that is a manipulation in the key it's like uh-uh, i didn't do that well yes you did here i can prove it well it actually wasn't my fault anyway if you can prove yeah. it it wasn't my fault you know, it's it's yeah. the most broad spectrum gaslighting that you can think of. It's all emotional manipulation. I'm going to have to link the video in the show notes. Anyone wants to watch that video, it's very, very <laughs> interesting. But you also brought up something months ago. I think it was you. If it's not you, just take the credit and we can all be happy. Uh, is the ho- like the Hollywood people are no longer the, the cool club? Oh, no, it's frozen. Is the list? Sorry, it looks like it's frozen. Me or him. Uh, um, you were saying you brought up a really interesting point and then it cut off. I was saying, so we, we, we cut out, we've lost connection. So we're re-establishing, establishing the connection. Um, quality check is now checking the quality of the video audio. Okay. Anyway, I was saying you're a genius. I think I was somewhere around that point. I think. You said I, I know you what brought up a really good point. Yeah. And I don't know what the point was. <laughs> you, <laughs> I don't know if it was you. Somebody said Hollywood. It might have been an actor, actually. Hollywood is no longer the cool, ki- the cool kids club. And then you, in another video, had said that all of our idolization has gone to social media influencers and YouTubers. Yes. And I think that's what... Yeah, so we just, we just kind of took what we were already doing. And once that was exposed, it was like, hey, guys, did you know you're like idol worshipping these vapid people who add no value to your life? And we're like, oh, my God. I've done it again. I can't believe I did that. That's so stupid. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that random person on the internet. Now, can you tell me all the other things? Because I really like what you think. Yeah. <laughs> and then we just took that exact same behavior and then just moved it to online to like, quote, unquote, real people instead of, quote, unquote, celebrities who are they're exactly the same. Hmm. Um, just one is backed by a machine and one is backed by OnlyFans. And um, yeah, we just haven't changed our behavior. We've just swapped where it's where it's gone to and we've convinced ourselves again that we're somehow smarter now. Oh, they're not going to get me. No, no, I don't worship <laughs> celebrities. <laughs> you can't get me with that one. I just worship the people on Instagram and YouTube because they definitely don't want anything from me, like my money or anything like that. Yeah, I'm just going to remind you, you are on a podcast. So I feel like we yes. kind of... I feel like maybe I'm playing into that whole thing a little bit, but look, I'm just trying to have conversations and and have some laughs and 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 go through the propaganda. I don't think you are playing into it. I probably wouldn't be friends with you if you were. To be well, honest, yeah, true. Yeah, I don't think you're here going send me billions of dollars or. or <laughs> yeah, I do that. Know, I do that in post. I don't do that with the guests. Buy my. Buy my supplement. <laughs> like, like, look at what happened with Liver King. Like, ridiculous, you know? Oh, yes. Now, that's that's a good one, too. Another cult. Another cult. Like, complete idol worship. And now gone. And as I pointed, oh. pointed out to you, he will now shave and no one will even know who he is. It is genius. It's like if I shave my eyebrows and grew them back. It's the same thing. <laughs> All he has to do is put a shirt on. <laughs> Get a beer gut. Who is this guy? Some short dude. Well, he actually was quite short, wasn't he? He's a little bit taller than me, which you are now aware is very short. Yeah, because I thought you were an Amazon woman. <laughs> I'm not. That's right. I am, in fact, a midget. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Liver King one, but I also mentioned to you that I, be, I believe, my belief, not saying it's anybody else's belief, just so we're all clear, is that he took the mentality of Randy Savage, the old wrestler. That's why I sent you that. Um, that video it's just it had that same kind of vibe to him so so it was almost taking the 90s wrestlers taking that uh what would you call it uh, character 
and putting that in front of people. And I think it's also a, a reaction to this, uh, what would you say, feminist and toxic masculinity message that was been going on. So there's always going to be that rebound. And people like him and Tate filled that void. That people were just, there was some there was anger brewing about the, you know. Yeah. You swing hard one way, you're going to swing hard back the other. We can't seem to find that middle ground. No, although we, we desperately try to. But who do you think is going to be yes. the next big social media Look, star? I, I, who knows? Because people don't learn their lessons. No. They just <laughs> it's going to happen again. to but... play out the same behaviour. Yeah. Um, look, I think, and you know, I, I said this to, I don't know if you follow Pure Jaguar, but I, I really like his stuff. And I said to him, the takedown of our idols is going to continue to happen and that's going to happen on every level. So that's going to happen in the large mainstream celebrities where they're going to fall off that pedestal. The more that we pedestal people, the more there's no place to go, but down. Right. And it needs to keep happening and it will keep happening until we come back to realizing that we're all um, unique and we're all powerful and we all have our own great things to offer and we don't need to idol worship. Um, and I suppose as a Christian, you would say the only idol you need to worship is God. But, um, yeah, like there, that's really like our faith needs to be, regardless of what that is, I think your faith needs to be first and foremost, not celebrities. Mm. Um, but I think it'll happen on every level. And that goes for like even in the most alternative, alternative words of worlds. So I'm looking at someone like Michael Tazarian, who is really well respected in like the truther community, right? I think he's released some stuff about what it means to be a woman. And so as a man, he's written this whole book like about <laughs> women and feminism and all this kind of stuff. Okay. And I think that's quite interesting because he'll be the first person to tell you the last person who should tell you how to be a man is a woman. Yet here he is writing a whole book about how wow. to be a woman as a man. So it, it's going to happen. And I said to Pure Jaguar, you know, this will happen to you. It'll happen to me. It'll happen to anyone who has any kind of platform. Because we're human and we're fallible and the more people will worship us like we're not, um, the more it only leaves us room to fall. Hmm. The more you put us on a pedestal, the more we have nowhere else to go but down. And so I think until we learn that behaviour, we will keep getting that really tough lesson as a society, as a culture, as humanity. Um, I just feel like it's speeding up now and it's becoming more obvious now. Yeah, that's why I think the we still have that nostalgic feeling for celebrities of the past. So, sixties, seventies, eighties, there was no internet, so we didn't get to know their mm. all their thoughts and opinions and and what they thought about the next president coming. Like, who cares if they got asked that on the radio? Maybe they diverted and went off into something. Who knows? But there was more mystery there, and I actually think it led to actually more idolization because people, thought, oh, this person, all you're seeing is the perfect image, right? This person's a man-made, you know, it's, he's a god amongst men. <laughs> and they still kind of live off that. Even now. 100%. Yeah. But it's... um, 100%. It's, it's interesting because I think, like, you can like people, you can respect people, you can even become a fan of somebody. It's crossing that line between I will defend this person and every single thing that they say and try to sell me, they will defend it. And you've crossed the line into idolization. This person can do no wrong. That's when, I mean, mm. biblically speaking, you know, you don't put your faith in men. Um, but, yeah, we, we easily cross their line. But don't worry, I'm, yeah, I'm not Yeah, well, that's what I was talking you. about the other day. Is That's like the, the, the hallmark of a great cult leader um, is to start really broad with your statements so you get as much people. It's like a fishing net. You get as much people as possible, and then you just start to tighten it and tighten it and make your statements a little bit more niche and a little bit more extreme until you get to the kind of like the core of your message. But by that stage, people have already promoted you. People have already identified with you. People have already picked you as their representative. They're like, I think like you, you think like me, this is so great that someone like you who has more money and power. So therefore I've already put you above me mm. um, is going to speak out and say the things that I want to say, but I am too piss weak to say. So you have more courage. I idolize your courage I wish I had that. Um, so I'm going to put all my faith in you as my representative because I can't represent myself. And I think that's that's the biggest 
thing is that we need to come back to representing ourselves because the minute we um, pick someone to represent us, we, and we identify with that. We start to identify with like, I am like this person. This person is just like me. When that person starts to make us feel uncomfortable and that person starts to shift from messages that we do align with, we are then left in this difficult position of like, do we kind of admit that we were wrong? Do we admit that we went a little bit hard? Do we admit that we don't actually agree with everything? And if we don't agree with everything in this person, does that then invalidate the thing that I do agree with? And people have really lost this sense of nuance and complexity that happens in life and that Mm. happens in relationships and that happens with interpersonal opinions and discussions. Um, it's either you like this or you don't like this. You believe in this or you don't believe in this. If you're not, um, like woke, you're like a right wing extremist. It's like you're one or the other. (laughs) You, You have to pick a category, pick a team and you stick with it. And that's who you are. That's who you're identified with. We're really extreme these days, um, on both sides. And we, we've lost the art of debate. We've lost the art of discussion. We've lost the art of curiosity, and we've lost the art of, of humbleness of just saying, oh, shit, I was wrong. I didn't know about that. And now I know about it. And I'm actually not okay with that. But I still like what I originally said I liked, but this bit doesn't resonate with me. And I, I can hold both opposing opinions at once because I am comfortable with myself and having you know, opposing, uh, having diametrically opposed sides of myself. I don't have to fit into a category because I don't know who I am. I have to identify as something because I have no identify within myself. Mm. Um, But when you have that, when you're solid within yourself, you allow yourself to be like, when you make contact with the world, when you make contact with these other people, sorry, this is going really deep, but (laughs) like into some kind of psychology stuff. But when you have like, (laughs) <laughs> when you have like real confidence and, and this real exploration and when you've done the work and you really know who you are, when you make contact with the world, you can kind of pick and choose. I like a little bit of this. I like a little bit of that. Um, that feels right for me. That doesn't feel right for me. And that mishmash of, of many things make up the expression of who you are and you don't re- necessarily need to identify as like conservative or right wing or left or liberal or whatever that may be. Um, you just are you. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I froze for a little second there, but you, I did catch it all. <laughs> it just <sped laughs> You've up. been completely frozen most of this time. So oh, no, that's just my intent listening ability. Um, <laughs> I thought it was your unstableness. Yeah. <laughs> your connection is unstable. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting because um, I think what happens too is you get. So where's Kanye West now? Yeah, where is he gone? Mm. That's a bit scary, isn't it? And you get people like him now. This is again, I'm just speculating. This is pure speculation. Do not take me at my word on this at all. But you can have someone like Kanye West come along. He appeals <laughs> to people on say the right or on the conservative side, mm-hmm. and he's talking about mm-hmm. freedoms and whatever it is. And then suddenly something awful is said and you can now get everybody who supported Kanye and say, Hey, look, we found all the Nazis quote unquote, because for years they couldn't find the Nazis, but now suddenly they've almost created the Nazis by saying people that aligned with Kanye. And now that he said this horrible thing, they all believe it too. And now suddenly it's your, you've got to either do you defend him? Do you, and there's a lot of people went very quiet. A lot of people went quiet, and then you had people like Shapiro and that very angry up there. You know, fair enough, but you know it's just this can all be used in, and this is the nuance that you always talk about. This can all be used in in a psyop and whatever it is, whatever's going on. But it's usual, usually politically, because divide and conquer it just makes us angry at each other. And now we're all mm. fighting about this while Lord knows what they're doing over, you know, behind the scenes. Well, I think as well, it, it comes down to two, two extra things in that. One is that we're incredibly emotionally reactive because we've never been taught as children how to regulate our emotions. And I'm just as guilty as that as everybody else. But that's something that I've really been trying to work on is not to let my emotions like fire up and run over everything. It's like, 
oh my God, you said this thing. So you're like a Nazi and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like on this train now and someone's got me all jacked up and like, like I've had like 16 Red Bulls and like, yeah, yeah, because they said this thing and like, I'm so angry about it and I don't know why I'm angry. I'm not even Jewish, but okay. You know, like, like all of this. And I was told I was supposed to be angry about it and I was brainwashed and whatever. And I can't have an intelligent thought of my own. And all I'm speaking from is an emotional reactivity place. But the other thing is, is when you identify with something, but you haven't actually done your own research as to why you identify with that. And that comes a lot in the medical freedom movement. So we have a lot of people who um, say, yeah, like, I'm not going to take it. And you go, cool, why? And they seem to be always the people who end up in the press and they have no idea why. Right. And when yeah. they're pressed and when they're like, um, pressured and when they're questioned, they buckle, they fall because they haven't done their own research. They don't actually know the facts. They just are on that team because they like that team and that's good enough for them. And I'm in the background with like my 20 page folder going, ask me, yeah, don't talk ask to me. I know why. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't, you can't humiliate me. You can't bend me. You can't fold me. You can't make me react to you because I, the reason I've come to my decisions is not from a place of emotionalness. It's not from a place of wanting to join the crowd or not from a place of, I don't know, just kind of feel like it today. Yeah. It's from a place of like really deep work, lots of research and ha- looking at both sides and deciding what feels right for me. And even if I had no information, I would be able to clearly communicate, well, I understand that that's how you feel and I understand you may have this data to back that up. But for me and me personally, and it is my choice how I live my life with my body, it doesn't feel right. And that for me is the most important thing. And even if I was to get injured or sick, I'm actually okay with that because I've made a choice that is in line with my integrity of my body. Regardless, if I have no reasoning for that, my reasoning is to listen to my intuition of my body. And that says no at this point. Even to just say that would be more beneficial than, I don't know, or to spout some literally conspiracy theorist uh, fact, which is not a fact. Um, Just some bullshit like, I don't know, it's a bloody psyop and it's, you know, viruses aren't real or whatever. (laughs) It's just all this stuff, which makes you sound like a crazy person. Which then they go and use against you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just so easy. Like you are just putty in the PR person's hands. Well, look at Trudeau currently. Still saying it. People think that there was microchips in the medicine. He's still saying that line. So how about all the other stuff, Justin? Yeah, and people don't realize that um, part of the actual larger agenda will infiltrate other sides and plant ridiculous stories. So when you regurgitate that information, Mm. um, you do sound crazy. So it's very easy to just discredit you and everyone who aligns with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. And what I, what I also found scary was people's responses to that. Sure. The medicine, but on the other side, people's lack of response to a, a, pushing of a totalitarian system coming in just shows you how little people know of anything about history. And I've had this conversation with several people. You know, we have movies upon movies upon movies upon movies about the Nazis. Mm. Most people have no idea about communism. Most people have no idea about the Soviet Union, Mao China, Cambodia, whatever it is. No clue. Yet, because it didn't show signs of white supremacy... It was okay to trust the... That's what it felt like to me. It was okay to trust the government because it's not racist. (laughs) It's like, what is that? I mean, there's just so little education about everything. And I'm pretty open about that. I was... I had no idea about... uh, What do we call them? Jibby jabs? (laughs) What's the code word? Um, Pew pews. Yeah. Pew pews. I had no idea. Pew pew pews. Um, Oh, no, I can't say him either. He's apparently a, a controversial sexual figure he is a controversial <laughs> no. character yeah um so i won't say that uh you know before all this because it's just it never crossed my mind to look into it you kind of get an idea that the medical industry is just that it's an industry but to think of intentional harm or to not to to be so careless that people are getting hurt by all this it ne- never really goes through your mind until this happened and i think it, it did not that i like the word but it woke a lot of people up 
to what was going on. Mm. And then we did find mm. people like yourself who had more experience in this, right, and had an actual research, which then you should actually go look at yourself, not just trust a random institute. On trust Instagram. me. Um, but, <laughs> but see, I had done a little bit more in the history side of things because I found that inter- interesting mm. about those movements that I'd known nothing about either because they were not in our movies. But um, so I have a bit of grace for it, for it all. But it was still pretty shocking. I particularly have grace for the medical side because it's more complicated. It's so easy just to use big words to confuse people and freak them out. Yeah. It's very insidious. But I I think one of the things that people don't realize, and this comes, I come across this quite a lot with people's partners. So there often be like one partner who's really aware of what's happening and the other partner who's just not on board. And that partner will be like, they would never do that. And my response to that is, no, 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 you would never do that. Mm. And just because you would never do that does not mean that they would never do that because money and power corrupt ultimately everything. And unfortunately, that's just the scenario. And if you can make them see in their own lives, like have you ever met someone who would do something, anything for a dollar, you know? Oh, yeah. So why, what if he was in charge of the country? What if she was in charge of the country, you know? Um, and the other thing is, well, if this was true, it would be on the news. Right. <laughs> and people don't realise, then you then you have to explain to them what the news actually is and how propaganda works. And, you know, like even someone like Noam Chomsky, who wrote great books on what propaganda is, he still fell for this propaganda right. that happened now and was really promoting it, which is just, just goes to show that you can actually have some of the best education and know about all the things, but in the end you can be emotionally manipulated just like everybody else. Because if you are a good person, you will be more inclined to quote unquote, do the right thing and do it for other people and protect grandma um, that level of self-sacrifice is actually really instilled deeply and embedded into our society from a very young age. We're brainwashed and dumbed down, both both things. We are both brainwashed and dumbed down as a society um, from a young age. So I don't blame anyone that doesn't know because, look, I came from a jab injury. I was very pro I was the most pro person that you can meet and it took an injury for me to wake up and yeah. to realize I was wrong. And then from that point on, I was like, oh, I know nothing. And I'm still at the stage after 15 years of going, I know nothing. I still, all I know is that I know nothing. All I know is that I could be wrong and I probably am wrong and that I know this much of like this much and I'm probably one of the most knowledgeable people that I know in this arena. So if I know this much of this much and I know more than most people, like, shit, I actually know nothing. And then the people who know even less, we've kind of got no hope. But the system is designed that way. Mm, and they, they're and looking the for a, thing to Well, they're looking for a direction. That's why people find people like yourself. And then at least it kind of gives them a something to, you know, orientate themselves regarding this particular topic, for example. But it's yeah. it's scary too because um, things like uh, socialism, which is kind of inundated New Zealand, it's so easy to get the the kind people on board because it's kind. Don't you care about the poor? We're just trying to help the collective. It's not about like the individual gets completely yeah com- gets completely thrown out. It's very very scary. And it's what's happening here. Yeah, well, this is what I was saying to a friend just earlier today. Um, you know, I got a, I, I told you I got a message from someone saying that they were happy to be my sugar daddy, mm. <laughs> give me $5,000. And um, the goal, I was saying, you know, the like goal. it's so tempting. 10 grand a minimum. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's so tempting to people because it's like free money. But we had exactly the same scenario in like 2021 when we shut down the country. Yeah, true. And, mm. you know, people were like, yeah, free money. <laughs> give us money to stay home. And you're like, no, there's no such thing as free money. And people are like, yes, it's from the government. It's free. They're giving me money to stay home. I don't have to do anything. It's free. And you're like, no, it's not free. Where do you think it comes from? Yeah. Like this level of like, 
It's ignorance. This lack of understanding. Yeah. Yeah, It's just, it's so deep that you kind of can't, you kind of can't escape it at all. What's interesting is when that happened here, so once inflation hit, which was predictable to every single person that was paying attention, you can't throw this amount of money into the market and and shut the economy down at the same time. Mm. You just can't do that without causing massive inflation. As soon as the inflation hit, they started blaming the supermarkets. And people went along with yeah. it. I thought, oh, those greedy supermarkets. Yes, those greedy supermarkets. So h- how was your six months off work? Oh, that's great. <laughs> Paid by but the government. People can't, well, people six people months, can't but, connect know. the dots. Yeah. People can't connect the dots. And look, look, as the same way I was a pro, a pro shop person, I was a pro-socialism person. Mm. I don't know if you know this about me, but like <laughs> I came from a hippie community yeah. where literally I was like, we just need – to like not own anything and we all need to like share and everyone just went back to nature and we lived in tribes like we used to and we shared everything. It would be great. And do you know what happened? We actually tried to make it happen. So we sat down and we were like, let's buy land together and let's have a community. We'll have 150 people just like they say is the right amount of people. Um, and this is how we will interact with the outside world. What are our rules going to be? Who's going to live where? What are we going to like? What what's the you know houses going to be built out? Who can use who can use what? And then it got to the bit of like, what about finances? Mm. And what about governance? Like, are you okay with like drugs and alcohol or whatever? And it was like all of a sudden, no one could agree on anything, and it made all of us realize, oh, oh this this doesn't work. This actually doesn't work. And it was a big slap in the face. And so <clears throat> the biggest thing that I, I say to people who are really like into the socialism, because I get it, I get it. It sounds so good. And then you listen to people like, oh, it just hasn't been done properly. And you're like, yeah, if we just did it right. I'm like, okay, then go and do it. Go and do it. Get your friends, get like five, ten of your friends, get two of you. Go and do it and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Because if you've ever lived in a share house, the politics of living in a share house, it's phenomenal. It's drama central. There's a reason that Friends ran for 10 years. There's a reason, you know, <laughs> that it, this, this kind of stuff never works because of who we are as individuals. Um, it sounds great and you, you want it to work. But the reality of that, because and the, and the thing is that people don't realize the reality of how our world now actually works. People don't realize how people actually make money, like mm. that there are people who never pay tax. There are people who invest their money in certain things and will get free cars because they have a one business that hires a car to another business and it becomes a complete tax, tax write-off and the government actually pays for their new car or they set up their company as a charity so then they don't have to pay any um, tax you know like the rich stay rich because they have all these secrets and the poor stay poor and so when you have no reality no understanding of the actual reality of how this world works how this like capitalism, whatever you want to call it, the current reality works, then you cannot argue against it because you're not even aware of what's actually happening. You can't even counter that because you don't even know what it is. Yeah. And so the capitalism is a bad movement. on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And, cap- and the capitalism is a bad movement. I mean, that's just to keep everybody ignorant as well. Oh, we'll try socialism again to control the masses. Why not? That's really interesting though. I didn't actually realize. So what I think is our generation was particular, you know, it was kind of, I don't know if it was primed, but a lot of people went like really left wing socialist without understanding what that even was. And so I was the same, like you just fall for it because you don't know what it is. The more I learned, the more I realized the, the tyranny of it. And then suddenly seeing all the people are surrounded by like, Oh, they, they have no idea. And, as soon as you started questioning them, they would get angry. And then it was like, mm. there's huge red flags here. And that's when I started. Cause I mean, I think there's most of us, our generation, and it's, I think it's worse now that the young ones coming up are predominantly on again, when political, but on the left with the socialist stuff. And it's being pushed with the green movement, being pushed with the climate. Mm. I don't know what it was pushed Look with. Look at Captain Planet. 
Did you watch Captain oh, Planet yeah. when you were a kid? Catchy song, that. I've named a, an episode after him. <laughs> I can still, I can still sing. Yeah, no, we don't every want single. I know oh, we don't want to hear it, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> I can too. <laughs> no one needs to hear it. Uh, like, that's how ingrained it is. I haven't watched that show in yeah. like twenty years, maybe more. Yep, exactly. And uh, like I said, I've got an episode on. Uh, the climate change being, you know, socialist and that sort of thing. They want you to drink urine <laughs> and, and not own anything. That is kind of where we're heading. But it's, um, I didn't realize, so you really went down the, like you went further than most of us. You really almost started a cult and now you're calling other people cult leaders. You're starting to get into <laughs> well, the gaslighting territory. Is, well, no, I think that um, the only people who can really speak on things is when you speak from experience because like I said, you're, unless you're living and you understand that world, you're just speculating and you're just going, oh, I think it's like this. And you don't actually know how it is. Like I was living in this real huge hippie community where we had sexual predators mm. who were obviously like, oh, there's all these like women who are like dancing around a fire to drum beats in very minimal clothing because it's quote unquote natural. And... um that was not me, by the way. That was just everyone else. I was, the, I was the cranky pants in the corner going, hey, like, that's not okay. Don't do that. And people were like, I'm sure he doesn't mean it that way because he's part of the community and he's coming from a heart space and wow, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, and, you know. So you're like the mother goose. Um, yeah, I was. I was the mom of the community and, like, catchphrase, catchword would be thrown around. Um you, you see this all the time still with these spiritual influences, you know, you're like, I'm just going to give you a Yoni massage with my, um, my healing wand. <laughs> right. And you're like, so what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did I just hear what I think I heard that you've just worded it in this way? So it sounds like it's a, it's a medical procedure. Yeah. By the way, here's a blindfold. Sort, yeah. Actually, hmm. no, you know, but it's, one of my mentors really early in life, and he's been an amazing mentor, and I don't really care whether people believe in psychics or not, but he's uh, he's been a psychic for my entire family since I was 20 years old and has told me things that have always come true, always, for everyone in my family. Um, and he became a very good friend and has been a real mentor for me. And he and his wife... Uh, said to me, be very careful of places of healing because those are the places that sick people go to. And I think, you know, you find that in churches as well. You'll find that any place that there is a place of healing and even in our communities now, so we're looking at, you know, medical freedom communities, we're looking at um, perhaps we're looking at more traditional gender role communities wherever there is where there's some deep healing going on where people have been hurt and there's some kind of need for people to to really come together and heal as a community sick people will be attracted to that Mm. and it's so hard for people to accept that that is the reality of polarity of this world we are the world of this earth this earth of polarity and balance and opposites (laughs) opposites <laughs> we have day night light dark masculine feminine up down you know left right this is what we have in this world and so when you have that space that's what ultimately gets attracted there as well that people don't want to look at that yeah it does make me think of gyms though for some reason i was i heard of a talk a couple of days ago on like the gym going to the gym and the gym isn't for you know, just the fit people. If you go into a gym and it's just fit people, it's like the gym's there because you're unhealthy, you're you're fat, you're whatever, you want to get in shape. You know, you need to go to these places for that reason. So I, while I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I think it's, there's a lot of nuance. <laughs> there's a lot of nuance there. Well, that's why you, it's better to have these kind of conversations, right? Mm. Because then you can talk about the nuance. You can You can kind of unpack something that someone said you can take this one sentence that i said right that wherever there's a place of healing sick people are attracted to and we could make a whole bloody episode on that we could talk about that for two hours mm. and you can unpack that because there is so much nuance it's, it's, it's very true it's, it's like it's a, it's a true statement 
but there, but there is so much nuance to talk yeah. about yeah. around that, you know, but in your Instagram 15 second real world, yeah, you don't do that. So you just hit the big points. You just, you know, like the Andrew Tates of the world would be like, women are, you know, shouldn't uh, cheat, but men should. Mm. All right. Thanks guys. <laughs> Give me my cash. Yeah. Here's my <laughs> sign like, up oh, code. my God. So great. Yeah. So great. He's fantastic. I definitely want to sleep around, but I don't want her to. Yeah. So I'm going to give you heaps of money. Right. And so, yeah, as a, as a Christian, see, I'd, like people that would go to, like, church is not, or the Christianity is hard. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing. And you go for God. You don't go for, like, somebody else to come in and heal you. But it's it's not for the faint-hearted. But that's you don't go for God. What's that? I mean, you you go for. Yeah, God, I was going to say. I'm pretty sure I do. <laughs> Wait a minute. Sorry. But what I'm saying is, you said I don't. You know, you don't go for God. Uh, you go for you don't go for somebody else to hear. You go for God. Yeah. But that's your perception of that. There will be people who attend who go for someone else to hear them. Absolutely. They don't go for God. Yeah. Absolutely. Agree. They go there and then they're annoying the pastor or priest or whoever it is, the rabbi, whatever, every 20 seconds. Like, why have I not got my healing yet? Yeah. I have been here every week. Yeah. Where is my healing? <laughs> it's not how this works. It's going to take a lifetime. Uh, I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Wait, which religion is it that I can just get rich quickly? Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I think I've picked the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, look, is there something that we can end positively? We've been, you know, we're going to leave with a positive message. I think it's... it's. <laughs> you're, asking, you're asking me to leave with a positive yeah. message? Yeah. Well, you're the nuanced uh, chick, and I think that's I probably am. the positive well, message. Look, is that, look, we can, you and I can have conversations and disagree about things. You and I, but it's... Yeah. And we're not idolizing. Well, look, I'm not, and for, your, for your viewers, listeners... Um, information like i'm not a i'm not a christian so like you and i can agree on a lot but we don't necessarily agree on our spirituality Mm. and yet we can still have conversations about it and respect each other which is amazing i didn't you know who knew that you could do that and i still like her um i know so that's a positive i don't i don't hate him apparently um but look i think I think everything is happening in exactly the way that needs to happen. And I, for me, that's where I have hope. I actually think that how to, how to say this without coming across in a very conspiratorial way. I think we've already won in the sense of we as humanity versus the nefarious undertones that are trying to pull us down. I think we it, it it is was slash is a battle and it is a spiritual battle regardless of your spiritual beliefs. I think it is a battle for us as humans and our souls. Um and I think we've already won and I think it's just a matter of time and I think it's just this unraveling right now that's happening. We're living I believe in the time of the light. So where the light is getting shone on all of the shadow, all of the darkness, all of the sickness is being brought to the surface right now. And we have a choice. We can, we can turn the light on brighter and we can confront it and we can deal with it. Or we can turn the light off and go back to sleep and pretend it never existed. And that is ultimately what's going to determine what happens for us internally on a spiritual level Um, on a mental and emotional level, and ultimately on a physical level, is how we respond to what is happening right now. So ultimately the power is in our hands. I think that we just have to be willing to use it and to come back to our own selves and to our own intuition and stop looking outside of ourselves for someone to come and save us because I think we're here to save ourselves. I think we are here honestly to realize how incredible we are and we are this unique little gift on this earth there's no one like us there is no one like you Matthew there is no one like me we can be similar in some ways but ultimately we are so unique and individual and that is incredibly powerful we all have something to give and if we were able to just embrace that and enhance that and use that to the best of our ability we could change the world but that's the big hippie in me coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the Christians out there, I'll say God wins in the end, and that's how I'll leave with a positive, positive message. Yeah, 
Yeah. Sure. I mean, and I believe that as well, but my God is just a different kind. And we'll argue about this on another episode. (laughs) (laughs) But Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the, that Instachick. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Is there anything since you've been uh, (laughs) talking down about affiliates and all that, is there anything that you want to push or just yeah if you use my code for um <laughs> arriving somewhere with matt j's podcast yeah, yeah. you'll actually get 10 percent 10 percent off our bullshit off your instagram um, subscription which people have somehow been doing yeah, yeah you can do that i know thank you oh, no we're ending on a positive all which, right to me is like only fans well, um yeah. i will say this i if i could give a plug sure i have i have a book that is going to be coming out um and it is not uh it's an informed consent book around birthing outside of the system it's not an opinion piece all i've done is literally pull together all the options mainly australian but it would resonate for most people around the world all the options that you have if you don't want to go into the system and birth it's been a labor of love this process has been like over the last four years it will be coming out this year um i'm just trying to work out some website stuff at the moment uh, once I get that sorted, it will be coming out. And, um, yeah, like that's kind of the only thing that I can think of. I want to provide value and get compensated for that rather than providing nothing of value and asking for money in return, which I think is what most people do these days. So if you like that and that's something you would be interested in, you can keep an eye out for that. And that is where our recording froze. And because we're basically at the end anyway, we decided to leave it there. So just a reminder, you can follow Lauren on Instagram at that Instachick. And that's where you'll get updates for her upcoming book as well. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. I had a lot of fun talking to Lauren and I look forward to having more conversations with her in the future. Well, that's the end of this episode. So thank you once again for listening to another spectacular, entertaining and thrilling episode of the arriving somewhere with matt j podcast commentary comedy conversation tell your friends and i'll talk to you again in the next one